hold on. Let me, before we begin, let me welcome everyone to the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode number 98, your number one source for video game-related news, reviews, and long-winded arguments. I am your usual host, Jared, and uh, guys, we got a we got a good show for you today. Uh, we have with us to talk about the the many joys of Assassin's Creed Syndicate. We have Mr. J. Joseph Jr. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Jay is calling in from Spain, so let's make sure that we're you know really conscious of that as we. As Viva we la France! Viva la France! As they say in Spain. <laughs> uh, and then we of course have Old Man Winter, Michael Mahoney. You know, I received a lot of positive feedback on this one last time. So, hey, listener, how are you doing today? Oh, there you Ooh, <laughs> reaching out and, and touching it a little bit. Uh, <laughs> we have Mr. Doug Wilson here. Hey, listener, fuck you. <laughs> All right, so it's a little yin to the yang there. Uh, and then we also have with us Mr. Lucio Lorenzino, who's here to talk to us about Tales, it, Tales from my, what? what is that game called? <laughs> it's not. Well, first of all, Fallout Akabar, my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, called it's Minecraft Story Mode, and we'll come back to that later. But yeah, I was I, I wanted to throw Tails in there for some reason. I wasn't going to be satisfied until I did. Tails from the crypt. So is everyone introduced now? Everyone is introduced. Let's jump into it, guys. Fallout Four looks like a fucking pile of shit. Have you heard? Yeah, it looks pretty it's garbage. Bad. It's a garbage game. It's basically the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. Somebody made it. Someone sat down. I'm assuming one guy sat down at his computer and he just prattled away on the keyboard. I don't know what fuck engine it is. It's probably Unity or some shit. And then he just went ahead and and published that. And that's Fallout 4. I mean, guys, we got we got grifted. I mean, it sure so, is no special. Let me say this, because you guys have been talking about it, and I haven't paid any attention, because I don't really care what's going on. So, uh, the the game review copies went out, the game hit manufacturing floors, and, and pretty much any time a major anything hits a manufacturing floor, it's getting leaked, right? Um, and so, on top of it, they sent out review copies, and most of the footage that's leaked is from an obviously non-speaking, uh, English-speaking edition of the game. I think it's in, is it in Spanish? I want to say it's Spanish. Yeah. So it's, it's the Spain. It was, it was the Brazilian leak, I think. So, um, so that is out now, available uh, for for us to f- see. And what kinds of things await us in the Fallout Four uh, leaks? Well, we can see that the game doesn't look very good. the The graphics are, I think, as the internet put it, marginally better than a Nintendo sixty four game. Uh, there is your AI companion seems to be impervious to fire. The dog doesn't seem to care whether or not he's on fire. Um, but does the dog die? Like, can he die from the? Fire? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think he can be killed. So which, that's that's like great. Yeah, for me that's awesome because like the worst part about Fallout Three is how dog meat is basically made of like paper. Whoa, and- whoa, hold on. You don't know what it is to try to keep dog meat alive. Yeah, you, you haven't played Fallout One. To get that little. <laughs> Hey, do you remember those uh, those um, power fields in the uh, military base? Master those base. are so much fun. Yeah, you know, dogs actually are impervious to fire in real life. I don't know if you all know this. Yeah, have you ever tested it? Like, if you if you test it right now with your dog, you're going to find that Dude. it is impervious to fire. Should I go? Which one should I grab? Um, Daisy. Daisy's old. Daisy's probably going to be more flammable too. She's fluffier. But if you set her on fire, I guarantee she'll live. You guarantee it. If she doesn't, what are you going to give me? I will give you a stick of gum. <laughs> not the good one. Just like a juicy fruit. <laughs> hey, ju- juicy fruit. let's not talk shit on juicy fruit, guys. Is it like a juicy fruit with 
Which you traded in high school for like a hickey? No, I guess. Like hey, like hey, 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 you in, in the front desk, I'll trade you this juicy fruit for a hickey. Were you propositioning women for sex in high school with juicy fruit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> their one weakness. Fruit. Getting 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 a hickey isn't isn't sex. You need, you need sex in Harlem. Is it is. It is when if Michael want, gets it. And if you want, if you want sex like that, mm-hmm. you trade a pack of Funyuns. You got to bump it up to Winterfresh if you're. You need, you need some Funyuns, like some, some Funyuns, some bubble yum, some bubble yum. <laughs> that actually kills two birds with one stone because then I get rid of a bag of Funyuns. You know, I think I think that is the <laughs> I think that is the long and short of it though. Is Fallout Four is basically looking like the juicy fruit of games. Um... All I have to say is that I'm issuing a fatwa for jihad against anybody who insults. So, so how much is it? Inch, how much is, uh, is, is sar- how much yeah. is like sarcasm and hyperbole? I just, I, so I mean, it looks better than the last. Well, so here's here's the. It cher- looks like a Bethesda game. How come? Here's the cherry on top. Uh, game Informer released an article today that was talking about how the Fallout 4 team basically started prepping for the game immediately after Skyrim was finished. And uh, they talk about how they were basically developing this game without really any idea of even like what hardware it was going to go on and what exactly was going to happen. And they said one of the first major projects that they gave to the team is when they got an Xbox One dev kit, they had that team start porting Skyrim to it. Um, And they made sure to like shut that down real quick and, and mention there is no Xbox One Skyrim edition, like it's not happening. But they just their first project was basically porting the engine over to the Xbox so they could start learning the architecture and figuring out how it, how it works. And uh, that basically took what was already a lot of backlash on the internet and just made it even worse because now everybody's under the impression that we're just getting Skyrim. Oh yeah, it is. So, I don't two shits how it looks as long as it's fun. Well, let me let me let me say this: like, if it didn't look like a piece of shit, right? How could everyone release their patches on uh, how Fallout Four is supposed to look? <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's kind of a proud tradition, right? As Bethesda releases an ugly game, and then modders come in and make it look good, and then we post screenshots of that on the internet and say, like, look at this amazing game. I, I mean. I don't know. The Xbox gets fucked. Like I said, it looks like a it looks like a Bethesda game. I it mean, looks like a Bethesda game. It looks I better than the last one. Really forget how ugly an unmodded like New Vegas and Fallout Three were. Yeah, like they're not pretty games. Yeah, I mean, I mean the con- I, the consensus is just that you know basically the the Witcher Three exists, and so there's no excuse for Fallout to exist. And shame on anybody who says otherwise. Which is not a, a not a stance that I would take so on this. Were they supposed to scrap Fallout Four after Witcher Three came out? <laughs> yeah, they were, they were supposed to just like close Bethesda down. Like, All okay, right, guys, <laughs> they, they bring uh, it, Witcher like, Three you, come out. We, we're done. We they bring it home time. and pop the disc in. Oh fuck, guys! <laughs> you you can't win with the internet. Like like they when they first showed it, everyone's like the game, the graphics don't look very good. And now that we're getting like the actual game, and they look about the same as what they initially were were shown off and people still aren't happy. You know what? Like, I, I think we should actually probably be throwing them a little bit of praise because they didn't do like a Ubisoft and show us like the most beautiful game of all time and then yeah. pull the old switcheroo and be like, oh, surprise, it's actually awful. Like it looks exactly the way it looked in the trailer and I don't understand why everybody's mad about it now. Like I, I don't. There's just well, a very vocal faction of tiny dick idiots who are always going to be grumpy about something. <laughs> that, that yeah, I, teach, I think, I think it's good to be honest. 
There are plenty of things that to be legitimately concerned about with the leaks. Yes, like the and they're all gameplay issues. Right, and we've we've talked about that before. Like Lucio mentioned, the flaming dog. The flaming dog, maybe. I mean, I, I I can see what someone means when they say like the flaming dog takes me out of my immersion. I was never really immersed in these games to begin with. A flaming dog moves you from the immersion in a world where you fight giant ants. Right, and, with, and you're like jumping into vats every ten seconds. Like, you know what would really throw me out of my immersion is going into like a targeting mode where everything slows down. <laughs> like that feels like something that really kills the mood. Well, I was talking about it's like you know I don't give a shit about the flaming dog. I'd rather have that than having to worry about dog be dying every ten seconds. I just what really what really bugs me is the stupid dialogue wheel. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, that's, that's where I was gonna go. Yeah, nobody should be happy about the dialogue wheel. Uh, explain this dialogue wheel to me, because like I said, I didn't look at any of them because I don't care. So it's basically a Mass Effect dialogue wheel. Which means, uh, which means that you're... Like, so like New Vegas probably had what I would say are at least acceptable uh, dialogue trees where, you know, there's a lot of options. Like there's enough that you have to scroll through them to okay. see all the options a lot of times. And the dialogue wheel basically ensures that we kind of lose that. I, I'm not sure if you... Have you guys read any further into the leaks? Because I've read quite a few. Tell, and I've, there's ahead. some interesting stuff about how conversations are going to work tell, now. Tell me about it, actually. I haven't looked into it. You know how, like, you know, you, you talk to someone and you can kind of exhaust all of their dialogue options? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's not happening. Like, it's, it's basically a conversation. And, like, when you pick something, you pick it, and there's no going back. That's hmm. fucking stupid. So, like, what? Yeah. But, I don't know. So, like, there's I mean, one choice and that's it? Like, like No, you, you pick out of the, f- like, four or five, whatever the choices are, and then oh, once you pick it, that's I get, it. I get what like you mean. Like, instead of going, like, oh, it's, it's, like, a, it's uh, like an actual conversation. It's like, yeah, you know, that, I think that's the idea have, they're going for, but I'm not super I mean, keen it, on it. it it's, mm. like a, it's like I have um, a, a date tomorrow night, right? And she's, uh, we're talking, right? Let's, let's say we're talking about, I don't know, we're talking about um, visiting a museum. And she's talking about, I, and my choices are, I can either say, uh, let's go to the American History Museum, or I can say, how about you drop on your knees right here and suck my dick. Um, <laughs> I can certainly say both options, but, but you know, one of them is going to have a lasting impact on the future, one yeah. way or the other. I guess, I guess it kills yeah. that, uh, it kills like that awkward situation where you like ask something and then you ask it in the wrong order, and so... You, yeah. have, you have like this big long conversation about Hoover Dam, and then all of a sudden you go back and have another conversation about what is Hoover Dam. <laughs> There's also one little other wrinkle that I think Jared might be interested to know. Hats um, is <laughs> you you like doing things diplomatically, right, Jared? Oh yeah, I'm I'm all about like the charisma build, and you're gonna need charisma. Like there there's no. Like you can't do no charisma and then just do 100% speech. You basically have to pump it into charisma because if you don't, you'd lose like a lot of options for for dialogue checks. Good, because I like. Oh, so yeah. Okay, that's. I don't think that's I don't have a problem with it. I think that's fine. But if you, if you look at the f- yeah, actually, I, I like that because that means that will actually mean something. Exactly. Like, yeah, you know, or it was like, oh, whatever. Vegas didn't do a very good job of because you could basically do everything, and then you got a little note saying like, oh, you you have enough speech, so that could potentially be good. I don't know. I think the whole dialogue system feels kind of like a betrayal of what I love about Fallout, but I'm willing to give it a fair shake. I mean, it, it might be fun. Hopefully it's not something that they're married to for the lifetime of the series. Maybe next time we can go back to the original. Or... But I'll give let, it me, a let, uh, let me say this. Like, you, based, on, based on what I'm hearing now about the build and about the dialogue option, options, I actually care more about Fallout 4 than I did before this conversation <laughs> started. Like I, 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 that actually sounds like a game I would want to check out. 
Like I, 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 I'm still just cautiously optimistic. Like I, me too. I think it, there's nothing in there that's like thrown up a huge red flag to me. But I mean, Lucio's probably going to wind up being a little more disappointed at the very least. Nah, I mean, <laughs> all right. How about this? Uh, so, so no, no. no so, so, so let me address that because it is true that I think the dialogue will bother me because I've been playing a lot of. I guess isometric RPGs are done with like the old school style. Mm-hmm. And I realized, you know, after coming off of like playing Dragon Age and all the stuff, how how much richer it feels when you have a dialogue tree rather than just having the wheel. Yeah. Mm. And I guess it worked kind of for Mass Effect because Mass Effect was kind of like an action movie. I mean, Mass Effect is kind of something where I really hated it. Like I didn't I didn't like the dialogue wheel. I thought it was really probably my least favorite part about like that was the worst innovation that they came up with i guess it's easy to pick things from it i guess that's good <laughs> I, I, you know i i uh, i'm not sure because kind of like in these uh, text adventure games you play once you pick your option there's like no going back um that, kind of some that, that that you know telltale uh set up so i started playing like undertale uh today and i don't have enough for i haven't played enough of it for review but in playing Undertale, I realized that my big problem with RPGs these days is just how kind of everything feels the same as everything else because everything else is kind of um, it's either a sequel or repeating a formula and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's the reason why when I heard Fallout 4 was coming out, I didn't care as much as other people. Um, so it sounds like they're like pushing it to try something different. Mm-hmm. And whether it works or not is to is yet to be seen. But the fact that they're trying something different, like Undertale is an RPG, I can say that feels different from everything else I played this year, where uh, Witcher 3 is good, but it doesn't feel that different, and everything else is just this kind of heartless, whatever, repeat of everything else we played before. But, you know, with the with what I'm hearing about Fallout 4, it sounds like something that's more worth giving a shot than I was kind of willing to before. I mean, it sounds like the wheel isn't necessarily a new thing, though. I mean, no, you know, admittedly, no, but... I, I think it is a feature that is more like as much as I don't really enjoy the dialogue wheel. I'm also not going to deny that um, it probably makes sense for a game where like the main characters are fully voiced. It's a more modern approach uh, to doing it, even if it's not necessarily the way that I prefer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it certainly is like it's become the de facto standard for that kind of game. I will say I I really like Fallout 3 in New Vegas, but there was just, you know, they're missing a little, you know, a couple little things here and there that I think, you know, kind of keep them from being like the greatest games. So I'm glad they're trying new stuff. I'm glad they're experimenting. This probably isn't the way that I would go. Oh. Okay. Organ music. <laughs> I didn't think what I was saying was that. I thought, I thought you were going to heaven for a second there. <laughs> I felt like that it was a little more sense. That's, that's Fallout a la... Taking Mike, brother Mike. <laughs> There's a couple other leaked changes that I thought were kind of interesting. Let, let's All run right. through them before we go on. What, what I are guess they? The, the one is that there's no you. Your weapons don't break down anymore. Sounds good to me. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I think that they're probably doing it so that you you they will break down, but they'll break down for weapon customization. That's that's probably why they because how annoying would it be if you have to break down your weapons for weapon customization and you got to keep a bunch of them around to to fix your goddamn shotgun. I remember I used to like carry basically like seven thousand rifles with me at all times just to 
Six by one rifle. Yeah. yeah. Repairing guns was not fun. I mean, I yeah, find it. I, I really don't want to meet the person who's like upset about item durability being gone. <laughs> oh, there were plenty. There were plenty. I don't even. I don't even that. want to talk to you. Like, fuck what, you. like, like, like item durability is like one of the worst things to happen. Our RPGs, period. And they made it. And then they just kept showing up and showing up. I hate it every living time. They're like, oh, they're well. Here it comes. Here's the casualization of Fallout. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense for like MMOs because in MMOs it's just like you know what's funny thing. is that it wasn't in the original Fallout, so it's like I there's know. a sensation of something that we called that was already f- what? No, <laughs> Fallout Three is super casual compared to Fallout Two. It is. You know what pisses me off is how you you uh, when you reload your weapon if there's still ammo in it. The weapon, the ammo gets thrown away, or it stays there, or whatever. You know, you still have it, but you didn't empty the clip, and it's not. Re- I don't like it. And there's no survival mode anymore either. I don't fucking care. I don't care either. Yeah, I don't care. Make, I mean, it was. And there's going to be, and that's another thing that modders are just going to fix in the future anyway. Yeah. Throw all that shit back in. Well, and like, there's there's no reason why that can't be patched in later or anything like that either. You know. Um, I played survival mode once, and I was like, "Well, that's enough. I'm done forever." I think that is something played, else that we we I didn't mention. All of my my new Vegas in survival mode, it just didn't matter. It, like it made absolutely no difference to me. Keep in mind that the leaks that we're looking at uh, are also missing, or at least I'm presuming that they're missing the the undoubtedly day one patch, mm. which probably makes a gigantic difference on how that game performs and and what it's like. So that, at least that's my bet. My my money says that if you play that game without the day one patch, you're probably asking for a little bit of trouble. So do you think it's like a, a Tony Hawk five difference? No, no. But I mean, Skyrim had a pretty notable one. I mean, it's yeah. it's kind of par of the course for them. Look, the day one patch, uh, Fallout four will physically stab you in the balls. I mean, the game went gold like God, weeks like- ago. So, I mean, they, I highly doubt that they, they printed all those discs and then were like, ah, we're good. <laughs> one thing I'm surprised that no one's really talking about with the leaks is the soundtrack. I want to know what songs I'm going to be listening to <laughs> when I'm uh, yeah. blowing up Super Mutants. Yeah, well, that probably that means that it's good part. because then there's nothing to complain about. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope. I would hope so. I'm sure I, we'll I'm get another Ink Spot song that sounds the exact same. As all of their other songs. <laughs> have you ever heard the Inkspots? Yeah, they're all the exact all their songs same. Are the same. They, they do have a formula, don't they? Honey child. More <laughs> they, all, they all start with that same guitar, <laughs> that same guitar opening where they're like, dum, da, dum, da, dum, da, dum, da. It's always that. It's always that same thing. So, old man Michael, is that like your favorite style of music ever? I don't know about ever, but yeah, I find it to be to be pretty damn sweet. It soothes his old soul. <laughs> I'm gonna miss my spurs. Will jingle, jingle, jingle. Right. Let me let me ask this. Um, what about Johnny Guitar? Nothing like committing horrific, horrific acts of violence to the battle of Johnny Guitar. <laughs> Doug, play it again. That's the fucking brains flow everywhere. Oh, this is my last. This is my last question. I follow up for Doug. As a minority. Oh yeah, yeah. How do you feel about uh, this, Doug? As uh, a minority, are you upset or are you are you excited that you can have a mixed race baby? I am offended because as a black man, a burly black man, I want I want to make sure that this baby is dark as night. And if I, if that option is not in there, there's no way I can I can play this game. The Dark Knight. Okay. You want the baby to be the Dark Knight. <laughs> I want my baby to be 
heart of Africa black, just like his father. <laughs> Dog wants his baby that when he turns off the light, all he can see is the white of his eyes. I want my baby to have a massive, massive foot size. Doug, what city are you from the south side of? What was that? What city are you from the south side of? I'm from the, the south side of Duarte, California. <laughs> oh, I've, I heard about that one. I think Dre rapped about it. Yeah. I live on the wrong side of the, the railroad tracks. The tracks, as they, as they call them, yeah. That's pretty black. Yeah, it's real black. Wow, Doug, you are, you are for legit. Yes. He's the real. I must quit. Therefore, you must quit. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, about this King news because I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, Activision, maybe you guys have heard of them, uh, makers of hit games like um, Call of Duties, and not they, they made, made Tetris. They made they made a Tetris. Uh, they, today, I, was it today that the purchase went through? Yeah, I think so. They bought King, which is the developers of the Candy Crush games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, fun fact: they the sale was for five point nine billion. And uh, someone on Reddit put this together, and I thought it was really interesting. Uh, comparatively, uh, Disney purchased Lucasfilm for four point six billion, uh, and Microsoft purchased Mojang for two point five billion. So it's it's beaten both of those. I think combined, actually. No, not quite. Just barely not quite. Um, then the other kind of interesting fact is that Candy Crush, as of 2014, uh, averages about $3.6 million in revenue every day. That's how much so, money. So, so maybe, maybe, maybe Jared or, or, um, or Lucio can answer this question. In the NBA, when you're drafting like a hot new player or you're negotiating to bring... Um, a player that's on fire to your team that season, how much do their contracts typically go for? I don't fuck. <laughs> that's a, I'm glad we asked Jared. A couple hundred dollars? Well, <laughs> I don't know in the NBA, but in, in, in soccer, you can end up paying something like $80 million for the player. So, okay, so soccer, you can, you can end up playing $8 million for the player. 80. Can you give me like a really... 80, okay, all right. So can you give me like a really hot soccer player from like the 90s uh ronaldo not no, no, this ronaldo the Brazilian ronaldo uh, what's his name I, i'm glad you clarified ronaldo or fernando oh no so ronaldo that, like, ronaldo oh, ronaldo ronaldo okay it doesn't matter they're all the same according to this <gasps> <laughs> uh, racist all right so the plate, Doug, plate. should be offended here because ronaldo this was, is, was this black is, this is kind of oh. like paying oh. $80 million for Ronaldo today. <laughs> I mean, so essentially, um, Not really, assuming, assuming so, that they have a 2015 that went just as well as 2014 uh, and, and that things never get any worse, that things always stay great, uh, Activision will basically have made their money back in four and a half years. No, but uh, I don't think Activision is buying King because of Candy Crush. I think they're trying to make a play to to mobile markets. You think they want to make like a mm-hmm. like a they black want Candy o- Crush, Call Arts. of Duty, Call of Duty yeah. Crush, Candy oh, Crush. So you can, uh, you can you can customize your guns with Candy Crush skins. Warcraft Crush. Actually, the idea, 
what I think they're doing is what they're buying the expertise to develop for mobile. Jay, your idea is stupid, but I would really actually like it. <laughs> if I could have, if I could have like a peppermint gun or something, that'd be, drops. that'd be pretty great. I mean, Activision has made some baffling choices in the past, and they're somehow still around. So, uh, who's who's to judge at this point? They're kind of like they're kind of like the the crazy miser who got Maybe. the. Uh, we got like the mansion on the hilltop, and all the kids are like, "Oh man, you want to stay away from that guy? He's nuts!" Like I heard, he just bought like fifty cats, and he plans to start breeding the cats for milk. Um, and then his cat milk sells really well. It, it actually goes great. Yeah, that's, <laughs> maybe that's instead of microtransactions right. in games, we'll just have to beat a really hard Candy Crush level. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. So, let me ask this: I think What they're really trying to do is they're trying to move on to mobile. And they're going to use King's programming expertise to do it. King has only right. really developed one good, one successful game, or two rather, if you count Candy Crush Soda, whatever the fuck the other one is. Um, but they are actually able to program for mobile, which Activision Blizzard hasn't really done. Right. The idea yeah. of developers developing games for mobile, I'm sad that they went to King to get like figure out how to do it. Yeah, no, but that I makes mean, sense because it fits Activision. Yeah, they just right. bought the biggest player around. Yeah, I, I, I have a I have a super relevant question. Um, Jared, I'm excited to find out. Jack, do you think you can win a game of Hearthstone with a Candy Crush deck? Um, I don't. I was just playing with Doug before the podcast and wasn't really having a lot of luck. So today, probably not. Only if That's Michael disappointing. Picks up. Things were not it's, going great. Nope. So, so what, what, what do we think we can do? Since, since I, I like your theory, Lucio. I like your theory that they're not so much buying Candy Crush as they are buying Dexter's and King. What do we think they can develop for cell phones using King? I, nothing I want. I mean, it well, yeah, it's, still be something it's one of those things where it's so hard for me to be enthused about even like talking about it because it's like, oh, great. Like, <laughs> I, can, I can literally think of nothing. Like, there's no. There, there really isn't a void at this point on my cell phone where I like look longingly at it and wish it had a game. Like I just, I don't even care anymore. It's a phone. I make calls on it now. I mean, it's okay, I, I, Jared. I, 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 imagine, imagine the next Call of Duty when it comes out, and you have to log in into the companion app. Instead of <laughs> pressing F for respect, awesome? you just tap the screen. I mean, I could actually uh, without giving a shit about what you want. You know, I mean, since since World of Warcraft is basically. A mobile game these days. I could definitely stand to have a board of Warcraft companion app on my phone, so I don't even have to log into my fucking computer anymore to do my stupid chores. God, you know what game would be even better for that is Eve. I don't know if you guys ever played oh it. Oh my but god, no. Eve would be <laughs> Eve would be perfect on a cell phone. Um, so let's hope they don't think of that. <laughs> Let me see some Activision franchises we can. I'll have to delete that part out of the podcast. <laughs> Because I know they're listening. I see you there. Yeah, yeah. They're the crazy miser. Like, you're, you're at the old soda shop, just you and a couple of your pals, and you're bullshitting some bad ideas, and there's the crazy old miser, Activision Blizzard, hanging outside the picture window, and you didn't see him because you were too into your milkshake. <laughs> the Skylanders for a <laughs> gather. That's me getting, you're, you're, getting ready you're, you're, for the sock hop. You're, you're, you're oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. You guys are missing. made from cat milk. Destiny Mobile, how about that? I don't know. Oh. It already don't has you want to have Destiny on your cell phone? I don't want Destiny in place. <laughs> you don't want Destiny anywhere. Okay. 
Um, I put a lot of fun games on mobile, but I'm afraid, like for the for the foreseeable future, we're going to be seeing horrible things like that. Skyland. So, so, so Phantom, so Phantom of the Kill showed me that there is a game I could get excited about for mobile, which I didn't think was possible. Um, so, what else could we do for mobile? Like, like maybe, maybe everyone would like to play a flight simulator on mobile. I don't think that's right either. <laughs> I, I feel like hey. if if they weren't filled Good. with microtransaction Skyland. garbage, tactics games listen, like, listen, listen, listen. could work. What if, what if they are trying to do the whole Pokemon Go thing with Skylanders? What is Pokemon Go? I actually have heard good things about so it. So Pokemon Go is is uh, like an augmented reality game Nintendo's coming up with, where you would basically go around with your cell phone and capture the Pokemon with your camera. So they so they took so they basically took the Google Maps Pokemon. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, so you you it was like this should be a game, and, it, and they're turning it into a game. Yeah, you you go and like find your friend Benny and take a picture of Benny, and then he's a Pokemon now. And um, uh, I don't want po- I don't want Benny to be a Pokemon. Well, I, like Benny. Benny. I mean, you know, he's not the best Pokemon, but he's one so that I, you can do. I, I, I'm with I'm with Doug. I think I think tactics games could work pretty well on mobile. And I think, you know, looking at Phantom of the Kill so far, it's promising. Um, Hearthstone. Yeah, Hearthstone works Hearthstone. pretty well. It, Hearthstone's big problem is just that it's not optimized. And so, like, it kills your battery so, so quick. Mm hmm. You have to have a pretty nice phone for Hearthstone to work. That all. that's true too. I couldn't run it at all on my S4. Well, maybe King can help him with it. Yeah, they. they how, about, how about like a, how about an augmented reality fighting game? I, I well, just, hell yeah. How about Twitch how about fighter. no? <laughs> an augmented about, reality fighting game is where you just set the phone down and you get in a fight with someone. Why don't we just let's just well, switch well, back no, to you, flip you phones? You know, because you're from the south side of. Um, Whatever yeah, I, I fight people all the time, and I win because I'm big and black. <laughs> He's fighting somebody right now. <laughs> who are you, who fighting, are you fighting right nerd. now? Nerd. <laughs> he, he doesn't ask their names. He just smashes their teeth into the concrete curb. Well, he could tell me if he's fighting like a hobo or like a Mexican dishwasher or something like that. I'm fighting stone cold honkids. <laughs> oh, Doug, you are just the blackest. <laughs> That's what we say. Oh, you know it, baby. I love your deep soul and your huge donger. Just great. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Jason real quick. Um, All right. No, not the not the infamous Jason Brown. Uh, a different Voorhees? Jason. Jeez, it's, yes, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> No, it's it's Jason. It's Jason with a zero, right? Isn't that how it's? It's like it's like Jason with a zero and some kind of weird fucked up Swedish A. So it's J zero. <laughs> uh, all right. So let me explain this. So so Jason is or was like the, this is since change in twenty four hours. Jason was an early access movie on Steam. Uh, so you would buy it. You would buy you would buy Jason on Steam early access, um, and what you got for seven dollars is you didn't get uh, any kind of footage, you didn't get any tra- kind of trailers. You got a Notepad document, and the Notepad document was basically kind of a rough idea slash pilot episode of this show, Jason. Um, that's what you got for seven bucks, and um, but, but with and- a movie to come later. With the movie, they, yeah, they promised the movie would come later. Like, this is my idea for the movie. 
if I get enough funding out of early access, I can shoot this thing, is basically what the guy was saying. Um, so, so this didn't sit well with people, as you can imagine. Uh, the movie got a ton of negative reviews. And, um, let's see, what's the movie about? It says, it described as a satirical web series, serial about a wannabe serial killer that unravels the ethical, moral, and sociological threads that we tangle with every day in a world oversaturated with media violence. That's the Sorry, what? I, I kind of sound out what you were reading. Fuck, man, that is the worst elevator pitch I ever heard. I feel like if you heard that and thought, like, ooh, that sounds good, you deserve to be stored. <laughs> <laughs> and then killed. I, I can't even find it. I I can't even find, like, yeah, a record so, of its so, existence. So, Steam Steam reacted to this. Like Steam wanted to, I think Steam wanted to try early access for movies and this guy basically took advantage, right? I think we can all say that with some fairness. Maybe he honestly thought, oh, this is my my, my virtue to crowdfunding, but I think he just took advantage. Um I didn't even I've never even thought so about this. So Jay, like, I wanna ask you a question as you're an industry guy. Okay. What the? How the fuck would early access for a movie even work? Just no post. First, Jay posts all the raw footage, and then he posts it with like maybe a little bit of editing, no VFX. And then he posts it again, done. But by then, nobody cares anyway. Uh, J- I- Josh Whedon did this with Serenity. When when he made Serenity, he actually screened it. No, no shit. He screened it in like a co- a bunch of theaters with none of the VFX put in, and everybody loved it because they didn't fucking care. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you, I think you call that like a works in progress, right? No, um, it's early access. <laughs> okay, it's early access. I call it a works in progress, and you would basically do uh, what they did with Serenity. Like I, I've done it. I did it with um, my zombie web series. I, I had works in progress screenings like like at a ton of different conventions, and people like it. They're like, oh, I really dig this. Thing. Like people are generally smart, right? They'll watch a movie. That's not done, but the promise of a works in progress is like you're a few cuts away, right? Like you're gonna like this is it's basically done. So you shot everything. You did the actual work. You 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 cast it. You shot it, um, and you have did a rough you cut. You charge them for it though. That's the hmm. other thing. I didn't. I don't. Char- I don't charge anyone. I've never charged anyone for any for any of this. Stuff. But, but I don't think I've ever seen like an advanced screening where it was like they did charge for those Serenity showings. But that, people also are paying to kind of just have the privilege of seeing the movie before anybody else. That's what they're excited about, right? And I think you know. I think I think there's some there's some measure to to relate this back to crowdfunding. Like I think you can say. Well, if you're using Kickstarter or Indiegogo, the promise is you're going to get these works in progress cuts before anyone else. I think the difference is, you know, on the front end of those movies, everything has been funded. Like whether it's my web series or whether it's a project on Kickstarter or Indiegogo or whether it's like Serenity, the, the funding's already there. Like, like people already actually made the movie. It's not some asshole saying, hey, here's my idea on Notepad. Buy this. Um you know, they, they actually did the, the work at this point. And now it's just testing it with audiences and seeing what works for them and what doesn't and uh, giving them something special because it is a little special. It's like, oh, you're seeing this in a more raw form before anyone else. Um, and, and and if we did this, like, based, so basically what this guy did with Steam, I, I I think instead of looking at it from an industry standpoint, like, like, like what he could have done different, what he basically did to relate this back to video games is he took the game design document and he put that on Steam instead of an actual video game and called it early access. And that's what he did. 
Um, so hey, <laughs> you know, very very early access. Sp- speaking speaking of fucking garbage that isn't even done yet, <laughs> maybe now is now a good so time to jump into Syndicate. Maybe <laughs> quite yet. There's a little more to the Jason story because uh, 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 Steam changed it from early access to coming soon. Um, and as you know, I guess I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you can buy coming soon on Steam. I don't think you can. You can pre-order it, can't you? I think that's up to the publisher whether or not they right, allow okay. it. So they, they changed it from early access to coming soon, and then they just took the whole thing down entirely because they decided this is a mess. Uh, once again, we're Steam, and we didn't think anything through, and now <laughs> you can't find it. This is the way not allowed in. Yeah. So... Uh, let's let's talk about Syndicate. Yeah. Or I, I call it Assassin's Creed Syndicate or why Enemy Slime uh, won't be reviewing Assassin's Creed games anymore. Unless, I think that's a great stance. I, I I don't why? Like why would you? It's it's obvious they're five that, out of fives every year. It's obvious that they don't have to get better. So can we like go into detail as to why this decision was made? So so uh, uh, okay, so yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, I think Jared, you were actually more upset about Syndicate than I was. Well, that's because I played Unity, and so it's like I I know all the things that they've had a year to fix and just didn't. Right. Because yeah, why not? Like I don't know. It's probably a lot easier to go into Syndicate having skipped last year because, and maybe that's the trick to just enjoying Assassin's Creed in general is just skip every other year. Um, but it's just total bullshit that they shipped something that has all the problems that are inherent to, I mean, it's, I guess it's just like Bethesda. Like I can't get mad at them for making an ugly game. So why should I get yeah, mad at I Ubisoft think, I, for, or should you? I think we are mad at Ubisoft though. And I think Ubisoft is different from Bethesda. Like Bethesda, uh, we, that's how we kind of know them as the devs. And we're going to know Ubisoft recently as the devs do, but the difference between Ubisoft and Bethesda is that Bethesda took four years. Bethesda. 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 Stop uh, it. <laughs> anyway, go on. Go on oh, uh, old, old whitewashed Bethy. Call me that. <laughs> Um, you're, you're, you're right though. I, I, it is the annual installment bullshit that really just like grinds the salt in. Like I probably wouldn't even mind that much if it wasn't for the fact that like, I mean, last year they put out fucking two of them, man, two of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and see, that's the thing. Cause I, I, I skipped unity, but I did get to play rogue and it's just, it's clear. This is a series that's that like, I honestly thought in order for it to get like this bad, they would need a couple more installments, but it really just got bad right away. Like the second they made that decision to make it an annual series, it dropped off like black flag was their last, like, really good Assassin's Creed, and I didn't even like Black Flag all that much. Um, uh, but, so, to, to put one thing that's reflected, though, they started making this game, like, probably when they finished 3, right? Or something like that. Making like Syndicate? Yeah. No, it would have to be... Uh, it would have to be... I mean, at the it's very... It's been for a while. This hasn't... This was not... They didn't start doing this when... when well, okay. I they probably started... They would have had to have started at the same time as Unity. They didn't even have an engine up until... <laughs> at, the very, at the very least, it started at the same time as Unity. They so, started last month, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not going to fix any of the problems that they had in, in the time before, right? So that's what I mean. It's like the same problems are there because it started at the same time. 
Well, no, because this well, one's this one's a year later. Also, who is like chewing on a screw or metal or something? That's somebody who's eating chips. Is it a chip, Doug? Chip I'm man? I'm not eating anything. You better not be. We don't eat chips on the Enemy <laughs> Slime podcast episode number we only Sweet we, sex. We only eat Funyuns, and we trade those for sex. I think it is Jay. I don't even know. Me, I'm not eating. <laughs> what is that fucking sound? It's going to drive me insane. So, um, I, I think, I guess my point regarding Assassin's Creed Syndicate would just be, I don't really see a reason why we should pay for them anymore. <laughs> I think that if you guys, if you wind up buying it and you want to review it, I think that's great. But like, I think as like a collective group, we could probably take the $60 that we would have spent on Assassin's Creed and just like each of us can go get a $10 hand job. And that's enough left over for like rock candy after. Why would you, why would you get the $10 hand job? You could buy a pack of Funyuns and get more than that. Yeah, I mean, I, how, how much uh, Funyuns does $60 get me? That's got to be a lot. I can't even pay myself $10 for a hand job anymore. <laughs> I mean, the markup is just ridiculous. But anyway, that's... that's... My, I, I, it, like, I think my, my attitude is more, if they're not even going to try, why should we pay them? Yeah, I, I think mean, it's a, it's the thing is you're right. I mean, I agree. I I think that there's a reason why we don't review FIFA every year, right? You know, I feel like I feel like uh, the our goal is to help like a consumer who's maybe on the fence about like should I get this game or should I not? And so I mean, it is important for us to say no. You shouldn't buy Assassin's Creed games anymore. Like at this point, you know whether or not you have a tolerance for their bullshit. Um, but I I don't understand how someone could play like Shadows of Mordor and then get it, their hands on Assassin's Creed and be like this feels fine. Well, even with yeah. even with the way Syndicate is like I, I I think this sums it up perfectly like how little thought they put into making this game. Because um, in terms of the storyline and all that kind of stuff, the storyline is just everything's like rushed out quickly. It's all in the form of exposition. Um, everyone says exactly how they're feeling. But I think this perfectly sums it up. So you get full control of the game in sequence four, right? Which is usually about right for an Assassin's Creed game. That's usually when you get full control. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story is the Fried Twins, Evie and Jacob, they go to London. Uh, they start fighting the Templars. And they meet a guy named, named him Henry Green, who is the Assassin Master for London. So Evie meets Henry. Evie has a little crush on Henry. Henry has a little crush on her, right? And so there's going to be this blossoming love story over the course of the game. And in sequence four, Henry asks you to help him collect uh, flowers from all across London. So you can collect you can collect every single flower in London in sequence four, in that same sequence, the sequence where you just met Henry. And after you've collected every single flower, Henry says, "Hey." Let's go get married. And Evie is like, sure, let's do it. Um, oh, that's the story of how I got married. <laughs> <laughs> I think the point is that there is this love story that folds out under the game that can be rendered completely nonsensical because they didn't bother to put it behind any kind of like real checkpoint. Like they just programmed it as a separate thing. Um, and then suddenly they're just head over heels for each other. They're getting married. Uh, they've literally just met. And I think that sums up like that. If, if there was any kind of care or attention, someone would have caught that. Someone's like, maybe they shouldn't get married the second that they meet. Maybe we should fix this and put it behind another gate uh, or figure out a better way to do this. 
but that made it into the final game, and that's and now Evie and Henry can go and have their little mixed race babies uh, that are not black as night uh, in the first sequence. Ooh. Did Sorry. they um, did they do anything with Jack the Ripper? Because that's something I was really hoping for. There is apparently it's going to be an DLC. Yeah, yeah, there's a DLC for Jack the Ripper that you can buy at a later point. That, that sounded cool. I I can get really behind the idea of like Jack the Ripper was an assassin, and now we're learning like the true story of what he was doing yeah, or something that's like that. Not gonna happen. And all the prostitutes are Templars or something. Yes. You know, that's not going to happen. Um, so well, I think so I, another another one that kind of clenched it for me is uh, Charles Dickens in Assassin's Creed. He really likes investigating spooky ghosts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now you're kind of convincing me to pick Dickens. it up. <laughs> the Charles well, Dickens the ghost explorer. <laughs> here's the problem, yeah, no, with, completely here's the problem with uh, Charles Dickens ghost hunter. Um, in Watch Dogs... Yeah, I found out about the ghost of Christmas past. As <laughs> oh, he, w- he did have a thing about ghosts, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the thing in um, in Watch Dogs. As much as I didn't like Watch Dogs, the one compelling part of it was um, the murder investigations that you can pull. Like, that was like the one cool part. In Black Flag, quite similarly, you had like the Templar hunts, which were a little unfolding mystery uh, that you would get bit by bit, right? In Charles Dickens' Ghost Hunter. He tells you up front entirely what's going to happen in the mission. He's like, look, they say this house is haunted. I don't think it's haunted. I think it's all science. I can explain it all logically. Uh, here's the full history of the, of the house. Now just go into the house and push a button. So you go in, you push a button, and you bite a guy, and then that's the end of the investigation. There's, like, no, no actual investigation. There's, like, no nuance. There's no story unfolding. It's just Charles Dickens flatly telling you everything that's going to happen, and then it happens. It was Mr. Lindenson the whole time. You right, were going to go with you if it wasn't for your metal kids. Only, only, you knew, only you knew it was Mr. Lindenson from the very start. Like, Charles Dickens is going to be like, okay, so now you're going to the haunted firehouse. Mr. Lindenson... Did the whole thing. Now go in there and fight Mr. Lindenson. Charles Dickens, an asshole. Spoiler alert, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely reminded me of that episode of the Boondocks where Riley wanted Huey to stop spoiling everything for him. I like to. Uh, I like the murder investigations in Unity, but it sounds like they worked a little differently. Where you would like figure out who you think did it, and you'd go and tell the policeman like this is who did it, and then he'd he'd be like, no, that's not it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then he'd say, will go to jail. It wasn't just like, all right, kill that guy. Like you would like bring the the cop to them and arrest them, and I don't know. It's a little better. Um, yeah, actually, it sounds better than me. So it's actually worse than Unity. Um. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's, in some areas, like like it's it's a functional game because they had they scaled everything back to make sure that it functions, unlike Unity. Um, well, Unity was already pretty scaled back. I mean, it had a big map, I guess, but like a lot of features and things that we'd come to like expect in the games are, are gone. So uh, Syndicate's kind of branched out again a little bit with like the grappling hook, so that we don't have to do that pesky climbing that you hate so much <laughs> in Assassin's Creed. Well, 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 I as I said, um, when I meant, when I said scaled back, I meant the graphics. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they would have to because Unity just doesn't fucking work. Yeah, and um, even for the stuff they put back in, there's like very little stuff that's actually fun to play with. So uh, I understand why people wouldn't like Assassin's Creed Three 
coming off the earlier Assassin's Creed, right? Especially if they were more into the stealth gameplay. But what I like about 3, and what I like about sandboxes that have come since, such as GTA 5 and Saints Row 3 and 4 and Metal Gear Solid 5, is that they give you these massive toy boxes. So basically, you're limited by your own imagination, and in Metal Gear Solid 5, uh, your money. But you're limited by your imagination in terms of what you're able to do and how you're able to resolve things. And in Syndicate, they just don't give you anything. Like Syndicate, you get three weapons that three weapon types that are all functionally the same. Um, you get a, a character's tree skill tree that for both twins, you could try and design them differently, but the character trees are exactly the same. Um, you know, non-lethal weapons are gone entirely. I don't know if that was a thing in Unity. Uh, I don't even know that I remember. Yeah, but non-lethal weapons are gone entirely. Uh, your ranged weapons, so you get the revolver, and you get the throwing knives, and you get the berserk darts, but there's basically nothing else in ranged. Um, and the revolver's not good. Like, the revolver is actually weaker. Um, not only from the flintlock pistols in earlier games, but the revolver is actually weaker than your throwing knives. Like you're throwing knives. Yeah, I mean that, that, that's right. That's why everybody knows that in the West they use throwing knives. <laughs> so you know, just like the toys they give you, like the few toys that they give you, they're not fun. Um, some of them are like a little nonsensical. Like there are all these old god weapons uh, you could get if you signed up to the website before you started playing the game. And I don't understand why there are old god weapons in a world that is entirely explained with science. Um, yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. So, I think you really give a shit. <laughs> I don't really give a shit. But I think it's all just a sign. What, what could possibly do to just make it worse? Is there a gun that drives people mad? Oh, man, no. that would be so awesome. No. So no yeah, God, I, I've been... I've been I've been using I've been using like my old god weapons and and Evie's not any crazier except for marrying an Indian guy she just met. You at least get the steam engine. Okay, so that's a, like 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 someone cool thing, right? Like your your hideout in this game is a train. Uh-huh. Um, wow. But there's no customization. Like you can customize the Jackdaw, you can customize the homestead, you can customize Montenegro. You can't customize the train. It just like put up little souvenirs for every few missions you complete, and that's all you get. Um, you know, pip it out how you like. So I want to add a caboose. It's not even like it's not even like a good train. You kind of just have to go wherever the train takes you. Like you can't tell it to take you to a place. You just kind of have like, to hang out on there. Well, that is kind of how a train works. You can't really tell it where to go. What if the next but, one, your headquarters, is a hot train. air balloon? It's my train. I should be able to tell my goddamn train where to go. Or a Zeppelin. What if you have a like Zeppelin back headquarters? Back to the Future 3 train, where it flies. <laughs> a Zeppelin would be pretty cool. So, you, there are World War One sections in this game. Oh, I didn't even know. Oh, man. Oh, good. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I just... I don't even... Uh, should we talk about Halo? Let's <laughs> talk about Halo. How many trains are in Halo? I, I'm surprised that actually they turn people off even more than <laughs> the regular stuff. I just don't. I don't Halo. even care. I, it's one of those or things. Like I've, I've had this discussion a million times That's... before, and we, I, I think the last time I said it was specifically around Sonic, but it's like, why don't you just make the regular game good and then worry about World <laughs> War II? Like, why don't you just figure out your core <laughs> model and, and then you can do all your extra horse shit that you've got? <laughs> 
fuck, man. And speaking of figuring out your core model, I think Halo at least really gets it for multiplayer this time around. Um, but man, did they shit out just a poopy campaign. Like, just the. So, I mean, I, I, you guys, we've already had discussions about this. You guys have probably read my review, so I, mm-hmm. I won't belabor the point too much. But I do want to ask because all of you were exposed to the marketing material. You have to have at least seen the trailers. At the very least, I'm sure, like, Doug has. I know Michael doesn't own a television, so he hasn't. Yeah, uh, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking he about. He doesn't. He's not you, even you sure what a Halo. not own a television? It's a double box with the images. It's not, it's not connected to like TV, you know. <laughs> but like, like, like Michael, how old are you? Twenty nine. He's not. He's not yet old enough to r- r- just <laughs> sit in a recliner and did watch Matlock say, until. What did you say like eighty nine? Hmm? Well, so, I, I I would think old people are less likely to have a TV. Well, once they get to a point where there's like no loved ones left to help them hook them up, yes. <laughs> I mean, if I had a big cathedral radio, I would just sit around listening to that, sure. <laughs> but anyway, let me ask would my... you. Would you, would you sit around listening to NPR all day? No, 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 no. Ira Glass. <laughs> all right. Are you kidding? NPR is way too, uh, too liberal for somebody's age. <laughs> but here's, here's, <laughs> my, here's my question. Those of you who have seen the Halo 5 marketing material, what do you think the game is about? I really liked it. I think it's about that black guy Cole. Okay. I think it's about picking flowers in London. <laughs> I don't know why I asked a question and expected to get. You, it looks like it's, it's Locke versus Locke versus Master, Chief. Master Chief. Has uh, did, I, did, I, did I mention? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jet. Did I mention the one cool part in um, Syndicate is the fisty cops punching people in the face? Oh yeah. Always I is. like that. Well, Master Chief also gets punched in the face. What were you asking, Lucio? Did we already solved why he has the uh, the cloak. For his super space suit. No, there's no cloak. He never has a cloak ever. So, so why they, they showed a cloak all in all the promotion material. Yeah, yeah. They, they also showed him and like Spartan Locke just throwing down all the time and getting into these grand battles. And they literally they meet one time and they have a little like hissy fight and um, yeah. Locke punches Master Chief in the face and cracks his visor and then Master Chief leaves. <laughs> and, that's, so what's, what's, and then what's the next the time over? the next time they meet they're like super bros. So, and, then, and, then, and then the next time after that, they're getting married. So nobody, nobody cares, right? I'll, I'll spoil it a little bit. Um, Spoil- this, this, oh. isn't, this isn't like an end game spoiler, I don't think. Well, actually, no, let's just, I'll, I'll ruin the whole I thing. Don't, I don't care. All right, so Halo 4, Cortana dies, right? Or dies, right. quotation marks around dies. So Halo 5, yeah. Cortana, um, the chief is like on a mission with his friends who we don't know, but I guess if you've read the books, you do know them. And so you understand why they're such tight bros. Um, but basically there's like, there's three guy people that I've never heard of before. Um, and, uh, while he's on this mission, Cortana reaches out to him and says, Hey chief, what up? It's me, your bro, Cortana. Come and, uh, you know, come and see me. I'm both two in love. Uh, there's kind of like a weird, there's definitely, they're close. So, (laughs) so, so it's like that, that, that weird girl you bring around and people look at her and like are they hooked up or not i it's, don't understand it's her you know the movie her it's just that so basically okay. you're telling me is that halo fire has a simpler as Silent hill no 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 so uh she is alive she's very much alive so she tells him where to go and so he he goes there and um the the unsc the the like army in the game they tell him don't go there you know they're like hey don't worry about this let us send somebody else to find her um, you know, you've got other things to do. And he basically says, fuck off. She's my, she's my, you know, my, my one AI. true. 
my one phone. true bay. And so uh, he goes off to this place uh, without their permission. And so to like capture him and bring him back and, and punish him, they send Spartan Locke to find him. And he has a team of three people, one of whom is Nathan Fillion, and then two who you just, who I don't fucking know, but uh, I, they're probably really and rich. who's Nathan again? He was in ODST. He's he's one of the okay. he's one of the main characters in ODST. So he he at least has like some history there. Now, when did he become a Spartan? I don't know. Again, that's in a book somewhere or a comic or something. Um, but anyway, they go out to capture Chief. They finally run into him one time, and uh, they have a little fist fight. He's he's like, Chief, you got to come with me. And Chief says, I'm not coming with you. And they get into a little scuffle. And nobody intervenes. Everybody just stands around and watches. And what's what's like like when you say a little scuffle? How little? Uh, it, it's a it's a fist fight. Like they punch each other in the face and body a few times. But they're in like really heavy armor, so I don't think anybody actually got hurt. The worst thing that probably happens is Chief, like I said, gets hit in the face and his visor cracks and is just cracked for the rest of the game. But not in gameplay, which is kind of weird, I guess. Um, well, would you rather have the fucking crack in the middle of your vision while you're playing? No, because I actually I already really found this game to be kind of claustrophobic with the field of vision, uh, and so a, a big crack down the middle would have been even worse. <laughs> but yeah, so there you go. It would have been kind of cool if he started the next mission with the crack and then he like fixed it. So he like goes to a, like a technoglass or something and they cram the <laughs> the thing in there and I don't know. But goes to the space mechanic. Anyway, Master Chief. Master Chief basically disappears now until the very end of the game, pretty much. There's there's oh. one one mission in the middle, but he's pretty much just gone. And so we know he's going to meet Cortana, but we're basically waiting the entire game to find out what happens when he meets Cortana. And then we're forced to watch this other story about Locke that has nothing to do with Cortana that you don't even give two shits about. You know, you know what people love when they're playing a, a long-standing franchise and they switch the main characters. Right, them? it's such a favorite. It yeah, I mean, here too. I was, I was actually, I was Everyone really hoping. Right. I thought what would have been really cool is if they kind of did like a like the way Resident Evil used to do dual campaigns back in the day. You know, where like you pick the character and you play through as them, and then you pick the other character. You could do it in either order, but you just get like different bits of the story. Yeah, you get all the. They only did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get different bits of the story, and you get different, like slightly different story changes. That would have that would have been the really first character did. I think that would have been really cool, but they they obviously weren't feeling that. So it's like pretty. Hey, Master Chief just shot up the space station and blew up the engine because that's what you chose to do in the first campaign. Right, and, and so outlock. Yeah, that'd be so dope to to hear like an explosion in the background and then play the other game and like, oh, yeah. that was the explosion, you know, it's exactly stuff like that. But uh, they just completely, I think, squandered a really cool premise by just having it be a, a flat out regular linear experience where I think. I think you're controlling oh, the less interesting character for the entire thing, for the most part. So, 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 what's Locke's storyline then? He was sent to find Chief. Oh, Chief right. And then, he, and then he, and then he finds him. He finds him, and he gets his ship beat up. And then, and then I don't even know. Like you have to go. You you completely do a sidetrack, and you go find the guy from Halo Two, and like uh, Keith Which David or whatever, the, the Arbiter, like the second okay. main character. Uh, and so you go find him and like help the elites uh, join the f- forces. There's like a covenant civil war going on. So, so this is really just none of it is interesting. You're, you're you're playing as you're literally just playing as like the supporting casting guy. Like you're you're playing as like the courier that goes 
we find all like the really interesting people. It's like it's uh, like off-brand Master Chief. It's like if you ever wanted to know what off-brand Master Chief was doing during Halo, <laughs> now you know. And then so at the very end, Master Chief finally finds Cortana. And like I said, it's just like in The Simpsons in that itchy and scratchy episode where it's like, when will they get to the fireworks factory? Like you you know the entire game that they're just going to Cortana, and that's really all you're interested in. And so everything up until that point is just an obnoxious grind. And um finally he gets to Cortana and he finds out that she is going to use these gigantic um weapons of destruction at least you're told they're destructive you never actually see it the only thing they do is like shake a bridge at some point that you're on uh but they're they're called the guardians and it's it's just like the the main That's bad a good guy name for a weapon they're just like the main bad guy in halo 4 where he, they appear and then everybody's just like totally up to date except for me uh, I call I like I call both my desert eagles the guardians <laughs> it's so bad and then so anyway she she uh, winds up she's crazy she unites like all the AI in the in, in the entirety of humanity or whatever except for just a few and then they basically uh, the game ends with them like launching an EMP or something at Earth and shutting down now, all the why will it launch? That's how wait that's how it ends wait. yeah that's how it ends because I, I I watched like one of the trailers I watched I really thought an EMP in like that because they're like five hundred years in the future or something right yeah. I mean, I thought, it's, it's probably like a science EMP. Or, I don't know. It's like, but see, that's it's, it, that's that seems like super dumb to me. Like, this is like the same universe that came up with like the flood. That seemed like an actual threat, and now we're diverting um, back to something that's barely a crisis these days. Like, uh, you 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 get a blackout these days, and it's like, oh, I just guess I'll just wait for the lights to come back on. Um, space EMP, Jay. Space EMP. Well, and so like okay. I actually right. just so, listened right. to a discussion with Ted Koppel tonight about how he thinks that she like a major power outage caused by a cyber attack will actually be a pretty serious threat to the U.S. So maybe this Halo was onto something. Yeah, we should we should probably send a copy to Ronald Reagan and have well, him that, look but, it and over. Then, and then that's like that's where I would expect it, right? Like I would expect an EMP in Tom Clancy. Um, not so much in Halo. Well, but this is like a this is like an Earth scale, and I don't even know it's an EMP. But the point is, is all the lights okay, go okay. off you on say, Earth. You, say, you know, you most like, EMPs. You say, like, you say like it's Earth scale, but I want to remind everyone on this podcast that Homefront also had an Earth scale EMP, uh, and then we got that game. <laughs> so I, I will say, like, this is what the nineteenth Halo. Like, no, it's the fifth. It's in the title. <laughs> How how far no, 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 further can they go? Like, what, what do they have left? There's like there's like seven or something. But anyway, the the point is is that um, I, I, it, obviously it's all been set up for Halo Six. You spend most of Halo Five just wondering whether or not Cortana is bad, and then so all the stakes basically don't there even she get. Is. Yeah, she does turn out to be bad, but so none of those stakes are set until like the last five minutes of the game, where it's like, oh yeah, she's definitely bad. And then she does a very bad thing, and then the game's like, anyway, have fun in Halo 6, fighting Cortana. It needs to fight. Hey, hey, yeah, finishing this fight. It's so, it's very much a Halo 2 ending, uh, where there wasn't enough of a normal arc to satisfy you. Um, At the end of Halo 2, you actually wanted to play more Halo. I mean, it sounds like you don't now. I will play 6 out of curiosity, just because I know it's the official end of, like, 343 intended this to be a trilogy, so even though 4 and 5 don't really feel connected aside from Cortana dying, and I guess the the Prothean or, or Forerunner or whatever stuff, ah, it doesn't matter. The The point is, is I'll come back in 6 and see what happens, but... So, uh, 
I guess um I guess I have this question. Which storyline was worse? ODST or five? They're they're definitely tied for like the games that I like the least in Halo. Um uh, I don't know that I could pick one over the other. I, I think that I think ODST but, was fine but, for what it is. Uh, Guardians but five is, has a World War Two pilot as an AI. I and like apparently he showed up in Halo Four in like the bonus content that they were. It's the laziest Spartan Ops is so fucking lazy. I can't believe that they revealed like super critical story stuff in there because I played the first half and then was like, nah, no more of this. I don't I don't know. I and what's so frustrating about this is that they they took one of the most like controversial things ever uh which is just the like core halo mechanics and updated all of them in almost in a pitch perfect way. Like they they updated they gave it a sprint button that you just have all the time. They gave it uh, these boosters that you can set off to to move faster. Uh, you can mantle up walls. You can hover in the air while you aim down your sights, or you can line it up for a ground pound. I mean, it's so well done, and it and it's all stuff where I think that the core Halo fans were really worried and really concerned that by adding in features like that, they would fuck up how the game feels. And they didn't fuck it up at all. It's it's perfect. It feels like Halo all the time. It plays so beautifully. And it is just a real shame that this is the game that it got strapped onto. Halo 6 will probably be great. You think Master Chief will defeat the Reapers? I don't... Sure. <laughs> I hope. I hope so. So, is there even still a Halo in this series? No, there's no Halos. Uh, the Guardians are kind of the equivalent. They're gigantic things that destroy everything. I don't even... Why? Like, well, I would have rather just had another Halo. I mean, it's the title. And the Guardians, I guess, are worse because they move. And there's a lot more of them. Are they cylindrical? Oh. No. Yeah, and if you're not if you if you're not careful, you might stub your toe in the dark. They look like gigantic, legless Evangelions. Oh, great. Gigantic, lakeless Evangelions. So these things, they turn off your electricity for a little while. I don't know. I don't even... I'm so unclear on what was going on in that game. I'm not even sure if they're the ones who turned it off. I think that might have just been all the AIs revolting. I I have an idea for combating the Guardians and the AIs. It's called a romantic candlelight dinner with juicy fruit and bunions. Well, the way that he's going to combat it is he's just going to throw a lot of grenades at stuff. It sounds like Cortana one. just needs a good fucking. Right. And then she'll quit acting the, like a bitch. That, that, that's why, you, get that's her, why. You, get her, you get her in the mood with a dinner of bunions and juicy fruit and cat right. milk. That's your solution to everything, Doug. <laughs> yeah, fuck it till it works. Fuck it till it works. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's, that, that's, that's the black guy's solution to everything. And he's got to be doing something right. <laughs> I'm, I was going to say something I'm not going to say. It, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, let's um, let's let's talk about Minecraft real quick, and then let's talk about Minecraft. so that before we run completely out of time. So, Lucio, you you your concession was that you weren't super excited about this, but I think your kids were. Yeah, has it changed your mind at all after playing it? No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not excited about it. Do your kids love the shit out of it? They love the fuck out of it. It's they, amazing. They thought it was pretty great. Yeah. Because I'm guessing it's got some chuckles, you know. Let, let, let me ask, did you have to make any important decisions as to who was going to die? Uh, That'd be so great. Kind of, actually. Oh. Huh. So there's 
the plot goes that there used to be, the, and it is the, the most like, cliche fantasy plot, but anyway, there used to be this great band of adventure called the Order of the Stone, and then they disbanded for some reason. And then there's this convention of builders that your character goes to. And in that convention, one of the members of the Order of the Stone is there, like, doing a keynote speech. Yeah, it's... it's um, what's the time period of this game? It's Minecraft. Minecraft. Whatever that is. I don't know oh, what that so is. Please. Your kids like, I, I don't this, know like going to a, a conference? <laughs> they like TED Talks. <laughs> video game? When they're not playing Minecraft, they're watching TED Talks. Minecraft TED Talk. <laughs> So, okay. Learn how to unlock your wealth potential in Minecraft. <laughs> you know what you should do is you should spin up some of those Ty Lopez videos for your kids and just see how the, they... The, the Minecraft National Convention. So they go into the Minecraft Convention and um, well, there's this whole subplot of you like trying to build something and then the, the popular kids fucking you over, whatever. Um, so anyway, you meet, the, you meet basically what is the fire of the Order of the Stone. And um, what happens is there's another, like, super shady guy running around, too. So for some reason, you decide to, like, go on and mess with this super shady guy. And in doing so, you end up releasing this monster called the Witherstorm that's essentially eating everything. And nobody can stop mm, Like the nothing. I was right. Say. Wait, so what, what am I missing? What's the nothing? The never-ending never story. story. Oh, I, I, it's been so long. I just remember exactly the, the horse. Like I just remember the horse so dying. Would it have been worked work better if I said, like, Mexican illegals? I, <laughs> I guess. Um, well, the, the, the wheel doesn't actually pick the fruit uh, before eating it. It's oh, just... Christ. <laughs> okay, let me, let me ask this. Is this still all at the convention? Yeah, or have you at the since... convention. Okay. Alright, so we're still at the convention. So this is like a day. There's this thing called the Wither, and then they um, they basically threw their fucking with this guy and the sabotage his only chance of stopping it. So you you end up in this situation where this thing is is basically a gigantic three-headed monster that shoot these beams. They're basically tractor beams. So he's taking two of your party members up. And you have to choose which one you're going to say. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Who'd your kids pick? Uh, their friend. Because there's a friend and there's a, the warrior. So mm-hmm. my kids went for the girl and they they let the warrior, I guess, die. I don't know what happens to them. Got some cold-hearted kids. Man, I mean, I, I, I'm starting to think, like, maybe you should have them play The Walking Dead and see if they, like, shoot Lee in the face or not. Lee. <laughs> try to get the feeling for, like... Just how sadistic did I raise these kids? <laughs> what exactly? What lengths are they willing to go to? I want to know who I'm living with. Because, man, kids, one of the big concerns I have about kids, the same concern I have about getting, like, a really big dog, is if they want to, they can kill you. They can just <laughs> they can just wait for you to go to sleep and then drive some scissors into your heart. Jared, what would your own kids want to kill you? I don't know. Because <laughs> he won't let him play with his amiibos. I, I'm very worried about, like, your home life because like you were talking about un- uncles the other time and you were talking about how <laughs> could be and now the thing with your kids trying to kill you. I mean, it's just like like I said, why would your dog kill you? You know, but you get a big you get a big dog and one day you like spank him because he peed on the rug and then suddenly he bites your neck and you're dead. 
Oh, that's why that's why the bigger ones, Jared, are bred to be even more docile. Right. Like you know, I golden know. retrievers can't break skin. Oh, can't they? Like pit bulls. Yeah, pit bulls are very docile. That's just what big dog pharmaceutical yeah, wants you to believe. But only you, only you raise pit bulls, Doug. Only black people raise pit bulls. Damn right. <laughs> I got a hole, and I fight them. So, <laughs> like, do you fight them, or do you? Bull. Dogs, dogs fight them physically. Like, <laughs> you go see I'll the break ring those with pit bulls' necks. So, um, it's so anyway. So, so I, I have to ask, Lucio. Is there anything in this that's even remotely fun if you're not nine years old? No, and one of the things that I noticed is that it, it feels very... It's kind of like... I've played enough Telltale games by now where I'm, I feel like I can see like the back of the stage when you're in the theater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a story going on there and I can see like the people running around, like raising the curtains and making the noises. You know, it's... You can even tell when like, you know, that there's this one part at the end of the towards the end of episode one where there's the big confrontation between the party members because you know that's what Telltale does mm-hmm. and I could tell yeah. exactly what's coming and I could tell you know who was going to be and what the choices were going to be so yeah. you know it's it's very by the numbers and I, I can skip the feeling that this is something that like and maybe I'm just being cynical but it feels like Telltale is doing this more for like the money then he's there doing it because it's something they want to do. Well, I even wonder, like uh, the fact know. the fact that it takes place at like a Minecraft convention. Like <laughs> you know, there there really are Minecraft conventions. That they make a lot of money off of. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, let, let let me say this. I think like this is twofold. Like, um, it, I think we've been feeling that this this um whole Telltale formula thing. Like we've been feeling that for a while anyway. Like, this isn't the first time that's popped up. And, you know, it's just... They have this thing, and they're actually gotten to be, like, the kind of devs where it would be more surprising if they created a game where everyone got along and it was great. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not necessarily complaining about that specific part. It was just... I do... You know, I, I could tell how the beats were going to go even, you know... For the game, you know, and there's something there's something that's like cute about that to me. Like I, well, imagining you watching your children play this game and like agonizing over a dialogue choice, and you're just kind of standing back there being like, "It doesn't fucking matter." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, you, like, oh, you sweet young child. What you don't know is that it means nothing. Sacrifice <laughs> <laughs> the warrior. Your your girlfriend's just gonna die in a few scenes anyway. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. Your, your girlfriend now is sick, and she says very little. <laughs> right. There so you. you know that if you chose the warrior, he would be sick and he would say very little. You know this stuff. You just don't, you know. So so it sounds like basically they didn't do anything to make this like enjoyable for adults and kids alike. Now we don't know that it stays that right. way because it's, it's, it's no picture. Yeah, well, episode two is out and I played it yesterday. Oh, did you? Oh. Uh, it's very much still by the numbers. One thing they did though is one of the options in. At the end of episode one, completely changes the first half of episode two. Mm, oh, of course. That's, that's so, good. I mean, still in the larger context, it doesn't matter because basically you're choosing yeah. to go after two different people. So if you choose to go after one, then somebody else in the party recruits the other one and they meet halfway through the chapter anyway. Mm. But you still play a completely different section. That's kind of cool. So one of them, you know, if you choose one of them, you go into this place where there's griefers who, like, throw bombs at you and stuff. 
or you go to a city of engineers if you choose the other one. It's kind of uh, Witcher 2, sort of, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. A little bit like that. I don't I think wonder... it's as far-reaching as Witcher 2. No, I, I'm sure it's not. I wouldn't expect it to be. How great would it be if it just kind of became The Witcher 2, though? <laughs> all of a sudden, all he's like, conference as well. hey, you know, we should really assassinate a king while we're over here. How's the, how's the voice acting? Because I really, I thought that the one thing that I, I really liked was they had a pretty strong cast. It, it's very good. Uh, you, you can't complain about that. Yeah. And I want to be honest, like, they, know their, they know who the audience for this is. So, you know, that's something we have to keep in mind when I'm talking about this, like, kind of, like, it's lame. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I'm not the person this game was made for, right? Right, right. So, you know, my kid loves the fuck out of it. He played, like, every episode, like, seven times already. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. He's really going to kill the Telltale Magic if he does that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's going to kill it faster than that. I don't think they don't cares. care, man. I don't they're think they're too cares. young for that. Yeah, I yeah. guess that, I guess that's true. They don't. It doesn't. You're at that age where all games are fun, no matter how bad they are. You just want to see the character you like on the screen. Exactly. But you could have saved some uh, money and just gotten them a screensaver. <laughs> so I. I, I oh God. <laughs> Let me ask my uh, my six year old nephew loves the hell out of Minecraft. I don't get it. I find it as a obnoxious as shit, but. This is probably something that he would really enjoy, but do you have to be able to read to play it? Uh, you have to be able, not really, some of the dialogue choices are written, though. So. You'd, have to, you'd have to be able to read the choices, right? I was going to say, is it, is it still, like, Telltale style? Like it's I a, mean, if you're young enough that you yeah. can't read, you probably don't give a fuck, like, what thing you pick. You're just going to click it. Yeah. and the Choices oh. are cat, duck. Dog. It's really more like a movie at some point. Like it's just if you played through The Walking Dead and never pushed any buttons. I mean, yeah, that's true. You will die because there's like quick time events with monsters and stuff. Well, right, but we're assuming that the the kid's savvy enough to. I mean, you know, yeah, he's re- got arms and legs. Reading so, is reading is tricky, but quick time events. It depends. Like, not are, making are a they... choice is still a choice, right? So you know how in The Walking Dead you could like not say anything, just let the timer expire. Right, right, right. It's still a choice. Lee was let me ask. Let me ask. Has the quick time have the quick time events been like softened at yes, all? They're much more forgettable because they really, they really need that. Like the first, like when I played Game of Thrones episode one, the quick time events they were going for were like just a, a little on the end too much. I think. If, no, if I was if I was sorry. making the game. I would have made the quick time events like absurdly easy, like really ridiculously easy, but also made them like super, super violent just to combat that. So like, so like anybody should be able to do it. But like, if you don't do it, like you're getting beheaded and then someone's stepping on your head and it explodes. Is this for Minecraft or Game of Thrones? I don't care. Either one. They're super, they're super forgiving. Um, I mean, you would, you can die from hitting some of them, but not the way Jared wants, where you would like, <laughs> you know, probably turn your tires. Your Minecraft, your Minecraft character doesn't kill over with the words "you are dead" like in the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, you also don't get to see her like you know getting eaten by zombies or. He makes like a fart sound and it says "whoopsie" oh, on the screen. <laughs> Oops! You don't fall into a lake, a frozen lake, and get dragged into the bottom. Right. You know, all those cheerful things. 
Don't feel bad. You didn't kill Luke. Nobody could have saved him. <laughs> <laughs> he is dead, though. He's very dead. All right. Well, do you have any other thoughts about it, or are we at a pretty good stopping point? Um, no, I think, like I said, you have to remind remember that I guess it is a successful game because the target audience loves the fuck out of it, you know. So yeah, I mean, you have to you have to do consider the target. I think that is important. So I, I would say my final question is like the like the magic of Telltale games has always been that it's taken a series that I couldn't give two shits about, like The Walking Dead or Fables, and has made me really excited for it. So I'm I'm guessing this is probably not an instance where it's going to change my mind at all. No, and you probably wouldn't want to play this. Okay, unless you're playing even, with even for like the super informative Minecraft convention. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think Michael would like that. I mean, okay. I, I should ask Lucio how much dedicated wham do you need to to run the game? I have no fucking idea. Did I? Did I? Did that just get wasted on everybody here? I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. What are you talking about, Jared? <laughs> oh my god! All right, I'll uh, I'll have to share. Right, get after the don't, podcast. Don't no, because if Jared has to explain it, it's not funny. No, it's just like a, you, <laughs> it's just a video. Like I don't need to explain the. I'll 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 link you guys to it. It's pretty amazing. Right. If you've never seen it before. It's uh, it's probably worth worth looking at. But it's just like a Minecraft thing. Yeah, it's it's just a real uh, life it's uh, real life footage from a Minecraft convention, and uh, it is everything that you would imagine it to be. That's uh, okay. I'm, I'm good. No, you really, you really, you really, you need to understand uh, how, what, how far you how need far to understand what generation is coming up, Lucio. How, I, how I know exactly what generation we have to arm ourselves and protect ourselves from. Because remember, you they know, can you kill what, you. You know what my kids want to do? Uh, like when they grow up. No, no. What they want to do when they come home from school? Oh, uh, I mean, probably play video games. Besides that, it's what any normal kid wants. Uh, eat, food, sustenance. Race. I'm, I'm talking about entertainment. So, oh, kill you in your sleep. <laughs> no, that, that, that I think is your kids. That's a different. That's a different type of entertainment. <laughs> um, so, basically, we have access to pretty much all of entertainment in the world right now, right? Like right. we're living in, a, in an age oh, where you can get like shit that you know it's different languages and like, like they, even entertainment on the dark web. So your kids could watch yes. someone be smothered. Right, they could watch every David Cronenberg movie one right after the other, tail to exactly. tail. So what they want to do is they want to get in, they want to go home. They put on the Wii U, they go to YouTube and they watch hours and hours of videos of people playing with toys. Yep, just grown as man. Playing with like matchbox, Re- reviewing like a micro machine. Not even reviewing, playing. <laughs> playing with them. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Honestly, it, it is a thing. A have like millions of views. Man, so what do you? Like a play well, video. Concerning. Or like a fucking matchbox. It's, it's, I think it's, it's a, a sign you don't play. buy them enough toys. You've been buying them all these expensive video games and tablets and shit, and they just want regular toys, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Papa, you want cup and ball. <laughs> Uh, Papa, <laughs> I can't even. I had Papa. a joke and I can't make it. Papa, please buy me the wooden train, Papa. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's a generation that's coming up, Jared. Great, looking yeah. looking forward to it. Anything. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, <laughs> it's been a long road, but I think we've probably reached the end of our journey today. 
here on the Enemy Slime podcast. And boy, it wasn't yeah, it a can, tale can, for can the we hear, Can we hear some final thoughts from Black Doug? Doug. Don't trust Whitey, kids. Okay, there you go. What a, what a sign-off. You don't, don't trust four out of the five people on this podcast, except for Black Doug. So I'd like to thank everybody for joining us today. Mr. J, Mr. Dark Doug, Mr. Old Man Winter, uh, and the Spanish one. And um, if, you, if you enjoyed our podcast today, you should go subscribe to us on iTunes. Go find us on Twitter and Facebook. We're at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. Uh, the Big 100 is right around the corner. We have one more episode before it hits. And uh, so, so get ready. Buckle in, bitches. And uh, I think with that, we're out. And remember, follow is great. Yeah, it's great. All praise. Asafala, my God, games. <laughs>